one of the best to ever tote the rock down in Carolina. Jonathan Stewart with us to preview Lions and Panthers on a Tuesday. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is a Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a Tuesday, October 3rd, and a Wednesday, October 4th. Day off for the Lions as they get ready for the Panthers coming in on Sunday. Lions, of course, first place feeling good at 3-1. and one. Carolina at 0-4, a guy that knows so much about the Panthers and, of course, was a longtime uh, running back there and pro bowler legend with Carolina, Jonathan Stewart who is the host of the Believe in Panthers podcast, joins us today on the program. Jay Stu, good to see you, buddy. Uh, good talking to you, too. Good seeing you. How you been? I've been good. Um, you know, just, you know, keeping myself busy. Got two two little girls um, married here in Carolina. So I'm um, just enjoying life. I love it. I love it. You can follow Jonathan on Twitter at Jonathan Stu R. One, of course, uh, follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks at Lockdown Lions, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. And of course, you can find us on our Lockdown Lions YouTube channel, the uh, broadcast today with Jonathan Stewart, brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Lockdown NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Jonathan, so you're hosting this uh, Panthers podcast. Let, I want to get into Carolina and Bryce Young and everything else, but let's go back to 08. You guys played the Lions. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, the 0-16, by the way, Lions that year, but uh, that was your career day that day, 130 on the ground and a touchdown. What do you remember about the, the old days and playing the Lions? Um, You know, from what I remember, I mean, at the end of the day, NFL, it's hard to win games no matter what. Um just putting that out there first, but, you know, back then the Detroit Lions, you know, was a team that everybody looked at on, you know, the schedule as a team that was, you know, a winnable game. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, fast forward, you see that is not the case now. Right. (laughs) Um, And you see that with a lot of teams, um, you know, over the last 10 years, it's been like a, a, a complete 180. Um, and so, but I do remember that, that game and, you know, there was a lot of broken tackles, you know, a lot of, you know, outside zone, mid zone, you know, but, you know, bouncing out, you know, making that one cut the field off of the, you know, the offensive line off the, off the offensive tackle, or I'm trying to think who was our tight end. Um, can't even remember right now, Dante Rosario. Um, setting the edge there. Um, was, I really enjoyed the thirty-six Buster. That's what we're, that's what our play. <laughs> that was our that was our main play, uh, where Brad Hoover would pretty much lead us to the the promised land. Um, really couldn't be wrong with him leading the way. It's interesting because Lion fans will remember, you know, you and D'Angelo Williams, double trouble as you were known. I mean, we're just so good, and now. Teams are kind of emulating what you guys did back then. You're now seeing most teams have two running backs. Lions have two with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Last year had two with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. 
I'm not saying you guys were trendsetters back then, but do you kind of look at it now and go, man, we would have been just as good now than as we were, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's great seeing, you know, the, you know, the, the opportunities that the running backs are getting, you know, in that backfield. I mean, you know, through a course, through a course of a game, you got to put the ball in the playmaker's hands and, you know, the running back position, um, the athletes that are coming in these days at that position, you got to find ways to, to distribute the ball um, and running the ball. If you have a great offensive line, um, it doesn't really matter who's back there. Um, Cause at the end of the day, I feel like you have guys on the roster that you believe in that can tote the rock and that can do all the things, especially these days, they can all catch, they can all block. Um, so if you have those types of guys in, on your depth chart, you got to find a way to give them the ball. So I think it's amazing, you know, how many athletes, how many capable uh, running backs there are in the league um, more than there probably has ever been um, when it comes to the depth chart for every team. By the way, you were in Carolina 10 years. You finished your career with the Giants and you retired as a Panther, which I thought was cool. But didn't you come to Detroit and visit years ago? Yeah, I came to came for a visit, um, and it was cold. It was rainy, <laughs> and I think I talked to um, – I can't remember if I talked to Golden Tate or not about his time there. Yeah. But um, I definitely was not wanting to, to settle there. My wife definitely wasn't ready to settle really? there either. <laughs> but, um, but we were in New York, and – you know, Gettleman, um, you know, being that he was in Carolina. Right. Uh, that made the most sense as far as, you know, the opportunity there and um, everything that kind of aligned with drafting Saquon, um, understanding my role there. Um, it was it was good. It was a good right off to the sunset there. So that was what, 2018. So that must have been Jim Caldwell was still there or was that uh, Patricia and them? Um, at oh, with the uh, in Detroit, the Lions, yeah, yeah, it was Patricia, it was his, it was his first year, okay, all right, yeah, mm -hmm. you made the right move, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard, I heard some things didn't go so well, um, under his, uh, leadership, yeah. but I mean, it's hard, man, it's hard being a head coach, it's hard being a player. This, this, get this, this, the NFL is the best league, um, in the world for a reason, um, it's competitive. And, you know, you have to bring it every single day. And that goes from the front office, that goes from the ownership, um, you know, trickling all the way down to, um, you know, the people that are throwing away the trash. Um, if, you, if you're not winning, it's hard to build a culture. And you have to have a culture to be relevant. So you got to figure out that balance. You were in a pretty good place for a while in Carolina. I mean, you stayed. A lot of guys, a lot of running backs do not play 12 years in the league or even stay 10 years in one spot. What made Carolina so good for you? Um, I mean, the organization, you know, just them understanding, you know, from the top down to the bottom, you know, understanding what it takes to to win. And it's all about the locker room. It's all about, you know, you know, the comf having comfort. Right. You bring new guys in from free agency. They feel comfortable. They want to be there. They visit that locker room. Um, I mean, there's been countless, numerous of times where 
you know, you have a vet come in from a team that has, you know, the biggest market, right? It's like, oh man, it'd be nice to play there. That's a great market. They come to our team. It's like, man, this is the best locker room I've ever experienced in my entire career. That's awesome. And so I think, you know, the, the special sauce is, you know, familiarity, um, chemistry and the camaraderie that exist authentically. And so when you have those types of things, you have a great team. I mean, you look at Philadelphia Eagles, the year they won the Super Bowl, um, you know, like I, I hear stories about that locker room and the culture there. I mean, Frank Reich was part of that, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's really a, a magical thing when you have a group of guys that can mesh and be on the same page because um, it's hard to do when you have a group of guys doing anything. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's a special thing. It was, it's been pretty special. And uh, I've been blessed to play uh, for the Carolina Panthers uh, for 10 years uh, alongside some uh, great individuals. Jonathan Stewart, former uh, Panther great uh, running back, host now that you believe in Panthers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network joining us. You must have then it's too bad it was 2018 you came here because if it was a couple of years later you would you must have loved you would have you would have loved to have played for Dan Campbell right oh yeah Dan Campbell seems like he's fired up every day yeah um you know especially when Deuce Daly was there obviously he's here now in Carolina I would love to you know be coached by him um I was I was blessed to be coached by um you know Jim Skipper uh running back coach here um Carolina Panthers and so I know what a good coach is and what a good coach isn't and right now the, uh, the detroit lions have a really great co coaching a great coaching staff um being led by a really great coach um understands the players it seems understands you know um how to get guys fired up um but in a way that's respectful um not talking crap about guys not talking down at guys but talking on a level um that is just trying to bring guys up to an elevated experience so it's really nice to see i want to talk to uh, jonathan more about this game coming up on uh, sunday what's been uh, wrong with the panthers obviously it'll be a lot of offense talk but we'll do that uh, coming up next i want to tell uh, everybody first though i mentioned before about the game time app you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event that's because game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all your sports music comedy theater events near you heading down uh in a couple of weeks to see the Colts and the Saints play. I'm going to get my tickets um, to the Game Time app. And then I'll be at the Lion game on Monday night against the Raiders the next night. But go to Game Time. It's the best. They got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. And the best part about the Game Time app that I love is that you can see the views from the seats in the venue. That way you know where you're sitting. It's fantastic. Lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, and they even have job loss protection as well. See the view from your seat before you buy like I do. Game Time has deals on tickets from the start of the event, even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find your last-minute seats. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, our guy Jonathan Stewart uh, with us, a long time, a great down in Carolina, running the football for the Panthers, of course, and was a Pro Bowl player, finished his career with the New York Giants, joining us today from the Believe in Podcast, I Believe Podcast Network and the Believe in Panthers podcast. Hi, right, Jonathan, uh, this game Sunday, I mean, Carolina's coming on the road. Last year, the Lions got smoked down there. 
and it was just a ground and pound type of game. What's going on in Carolina? Why are they on four and how bad has this offense played so far? Um, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, things you can say right now that <laughs> leads to the answer. Um, but you know, I'm just going to say the things that need to happen for them to win games. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't finger point at one person. Um, you can't say it's, you know, this position or this group of guys or, or what have you. Um, like I said earlier, man, like winning games is, is hard enough. But when you get a group of guys that can buy in and understand and believe in what they're doing, that's when you'll get a group of guys that are winning games. Um, you know, obviously the offensive line has struggled, but, you know, everyone can say what they want to say, but depth chart is there for a reason. And if you don't have depth, it's hard to win. You know, when you're having, you know, your second or third string guy going against the number one defensive end or the number one D tackle or <laughs> number one safety coming off the edge, like, you know, the, there's there's that's the reason why there are tears in, you know, the roster. There's tears in the value of certain players. Um, and, yeah, you think to yourself, like, Hey, there's no excuse. And I mean, yeah, in the locker room, you hold guys accountable. Like, hey, you might be a third string guy, but you're getting paid to play. Sure. Um, but the reality is, is that that third string guy is third string for a reason, or that second string guy is not the starter for a reason. And so, um, offensive line issues, um, running the ball. Um, we got to be able to run the ball. If, if you have a, if you have a team that can run, run it. Um, it takes a load off of the defense. It takes a load off the quarterback um, and, and just makes things a lot easier. Um, and then I think we just go too lateral, you know, in the, pa in, in the passing plays right now. I'm not really sure if it's – it could be a multitude of – be a multitude of all of it, right? Not being able to run the ball, not being able to protect Bryce. So your play calling is, you know, we're not going to call things that take long to develop down the field. Um because we're going to get sacked. So there's a lot, there, there's a lot there that, you know, you can finger point if you want, but you're just going to be sitting there doing it all day for no reason until things kind of get locked in on, on injuries. Um, and guys kind of, you know, step, if guys just step up and, and, and just do their jobs, um, you'll, we'll see a different outcome. But until then, you know, I think at the, what for the, for the Carolina Panther fans, or the Bryce Young fans, you know, or just football fans in general, the Carolina Panthers, um, you know, this is their third. They just played their fourth game um, of this entire staff, this entire group's existence, right, yeah. together. Um, and they have a lot of problems. They got some guys missing. They got some holes to fill. So I think that's really what's settling um, you know, after drafting a guy number one, there's a lot of excitement that goes with that and a lot of expectations, especially coming off of the years that they that the Carolina Panthers fans have experienced over the last several years. You know, you know, patience kind of runs dry. But what people fail to realize is when you get a new coaching staff, you have to fill that that patience cup back up. You know, yeah. so um, things don't happen overnight and 
you know, don't don't burn your candle out. <laughs> well, Jonathan, you mentioned Frank Reich a little bit ago. I mean, he poached a couple of guys from Detroit, Deuce Staley, of course, and Todd Walsh, the uh, D-line coach. I, I, I tuned into a little Charlotte sports radio yesterday just so I could get a little bit of a vibe of what's going on down there. And the fans are not happy with him already four games in saying, well, and again, it's just call, phone callers, but, you know, uh, in Indy, the offense was too simplistic, and now he's he's here, and it's the same thing. But again, like you said, uh, he he doesn't have Cam Newton, Jonathan Stewart, and D'Angelo Williams. He's got Bryce Young, Chuba Hubbard, and Miles Sanders. So how, how much is it that he doesn't have the material yet, and how much is it that this is kind of how Frank coaches? I think people are reading too much into the fact that you're, you're skipping over a lot of factors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know – uh, the the game is won in the trenches, right? You know, you look at our the defensive side of the ball. You know, our last game against the Minnesota Vikings, they ran the ball pretty well on us. If it wasn't for them running the ball, the Minnesota Vikings lose. You know, what I'm saying as far as field position, time of possession, whatever it is, they were right. filling the gap of their wounded passing game with the run game. Um, so. We but but to settle that though, like you gotta win in the trenches. You have if you don't win in the trenches, there you have no fight. And on the offensive side of the ball, we gotta win in the trenches. And if you don't do that, your quarterback's gonna be thrown off his back foot. He's gonna be getting sacked. And um, in our running game, like you can't look at Miles Sanders or Chuba Hubbard. I mean, these guys got to find the confidence in the running lanes. Um, and right now, it's not a shot at the offensive line. It's just what their makeup is right now. It's just what they are in the four-game span of time of the existence of the Carolina Panthers underneath this entire staff, underneath this entire group. And so there has to be growing pains. And I think right now these are either going to be considered growing pains because we're learning from it, or just paying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot our man, uh, DJ Chark, who was in Detroit last year, is down there. Uh, how's he looking so far? I like DJ Chark. Um, you know, he's he's proven to be an explosive player um, in the secondary, given a chance. And um, I would love to see more, more of him, you know, with deep balls, um, you know, deep crossing routes and whatnot. Um, you know, I think he's got a great, you know, veteran in, in in their meeting room and Adam Thielen uh, being able to you know help develop him um, or continuing to develop him as a as yeah. a good player um, you know you see Thielen you know bringing him in has been um, a, a great security blanket for um, Bryce Young um, the way he prepares the way he goes out there I mean he's a straight dog I mean at the end of the day when you turn on the film you can point out all the dogs right and if you have more dogs on your team then you'll win so at the end of the day like if you're not showing up with that mindset that hey i need to be a dog for my team today <laughs> i love that that's I think, awesome i think i think feeling does that um and there's countless guys on defense that do this do the same um Jonathan Stewart with us, former Panther great running back, believe in Panthers podcast. I want to ask him about the Lions, who have uh, tons of dogs right now, and one of the reasons why they're 3-1. and one. We'll do that coming up next. 
First, those snap into action this NFL season with our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get the $200 in bonus bets for free, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app's easy to use. They got everything. Point spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. All right, you got games on Thursday. You got the college games Saturday. Of course, Sunday and Monday night football. Anything you want to bet on. Lions currently a nine-point favorite from FanDuel for Sunday's game against Carolina. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network and the NFL. All right, wrapping things up with uh, Jonathan Stewart, Pro Bowl running back and a legend down in uh, Carolina with the Panthers, played 10 years down there. All right, Jay Stu, what do you think of the Lions and what they've done? You mentioned before about Dan Campbell, but the turnaround, and you were part of a couple of those down in Carolina, but how quickly to go from you know a three-win team just a couple of years ago to a team now that many feel like after Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas, they're right up there in the NFC. Um, I mean, the turnaround definitely is – Incredible, first of all. I mean, but I'm not surprised, right? I mean, watching, you know, the what is it? They were on Hard Knocks last yep. two years ago. Last year, yep. What yeah, last year. Um, you know, just kind of being able to see what's going on inside of that organization from that vantage point, like it's not a surprise. I mean, this guy um lives and breathes uh not football, but he lives and breathes to lead men. And that's what it's all about. You got to get guys to buy in to into whatever you're telling them. Right. And last year, um, like, I feel like golf has, you know, elevated his career by being under that type of leadership. Um, but also, I feel like the the mindset of running the ball, like, Smash mouth, like him being a tight end. He played tight end, right? Dan Campbell. Yep. He played tight end. Yeah. Yes, he did. Um, you know, just you know, mulling guys, you know, on the goal line, like we're going for it, like <laughs> line up and running again. That type of mindset gives your quarterback confidence, yeah. right? Like when my because it's like it's not all on him anymore. Like the count, the accountability to win games, you know, is hey, quarterback, manage this game for us, okay? Just don't turn the ball over. Uh, Goff has, I think, he, what he threw his first interception this year. Yeah, he right? had a he had a long streak going 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 back to last year. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, turnovers, right? Turnover ratio is, you know, the proof of all winning, right? Um, and then you got a running game last year that um that was the staple you know it was the staple of that offense you know, the the mindset the the mentality um and they went after you know david montgomery um jameer gibbs um the tandem there is 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 just in the making <laughs> i mean yeah. we really haven't seen jameer gibbs yet and it's going to be scary once they actually figure out what they have in him. Um, and I think, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, when they're going to, when are they going to give him the ball? I know. Well, I can tell you when December, no, late November, no, late November and December is when Jameer Gibbs is going to be fresh 
um, off the press, right? Um, mm-hmm. David Montgomery right now is running running the ball really well. So, you know, strike when the hand's hot, right? And and don't don't really veer from veer too far from it. Um, but I love what they have going on, just from that standpoint of you know turnovers, um, just being able to manage the game and sticking it to, you know, what you believe in, which is run it down people's throat. Where do you look at and where do you have Detroit ranked? I mentioned before, I mean, obviously Philly and San Francisco this weekend, Dallas goes to Frisco to play. Are the Lions your fourth best team in the NFC or do you think they're, Detroit's even better than Dallas? I think Detroit's better than Dallas. Wow. And I think I think Dallas, in my opinion, they win games when their defense plays really well. And I know defense wins games, but this is an offensive-minded league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you know, like you will get tricked. You will get fooled on defense to where guys will strike downfield, the explosive plays, whatever it is. And if your offense can't deliver consistently, um, that's going to be tough. I mean, I feel like right now uh, they haven't really proven to me on offense that they can actually strike whenever they want to strike. And so that's that's just my opinion. Jonathan, it was great visiting with you. Uh, mad respect uh, to you and, and your game. And then now, like I said, the hosting the Believe in Panthers podcast, your home, hanging with the kids and doing your thing. Uh, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Great insight. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. You got it. There he is, Jonathan Stewart with us. Believe in Podcast Network, the Believe in Panthers podcast. He'll see his Panthers heading up to Ford Field to take on the Lions. We'll do a crossover on Thursday. Back again tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions.